You're listening to True Stories Told Live. Welcome to Speakeasy, where our tellers get on stage with their whole, authentic, beautifully human selves and speak their experience. No notes, just the memory of a life lived. On our stage, you'll hear humor, hope, embarrassment, disappointment, grief, lust, anger, love, remembrance, the whole brilliant and nuanced spectrum of what it is to live as individuals in community with others. Here at Speakeasy, our incredibly gracious audience holds all of it, sighing together, laughing together, crying together, and cheering our hearts out together. There's a symbiotic thing we've got going here between our tellers and our listeners, where each person creates that sacred space that just unflinchingly holds each other's stories, where we bear bits of our souls and bear witness. Join us the first Thursday of every month in Columbus, Ohio, at 7 p.m., where we gather at Wild Goose Creative, nestled in amongst the gallery's newest art exhibit. With a simple theme as inspiration, 10 tellers sign up, brave up, step up in front of a microphone, and get honest. What you're about to hear is one of those stories. When, um, when I was 12, I got saved. And the way that that happened is that <clears throat> I didn't grow up with religion. Like, my dad's side of the family is Jewish. I'm a Shapiro. And my mom's side of the family was, like, Methodist. So, like, we'd go to Passover, and we'd go to, like, Easter services... And they were like, I don't know, community things or family things or food-centric. They weren't religious, per se. Um, I never went to, like, you know, any religious training or, like, youth groups. I didn't get, like, any doctrinal information. My family just sort of skipped that bit, which they thought was great. They were kind of like, we're these different things. We'll just let the kids pick, which meant, like, they were just hands-off and the kids didn't know shit. So, when I was uh, in sixth grade, they did this thing called sixth grade camp where they, like, shipped us off for a week to be away from our parents, and we had to, like, buddy up with somebody, and my buddy um, decided they didn't want to be my buddy anymore. They wanted to be this other person's buddy, and my, this girl, Lisa, like, was the other part of that, and so our two, our two buddies decided they wanted to be buddies together, and so they, like, pushed the bunks together, and they decided they were going to both be on the bottom, and Lisa and I were going to be on the top, and I guess we were, like, default buddies, and Lisa was a Pentecostal Christian, and that night in sixth grade camp, she told me about hell, and how I was going there, and how Jesus could prevent that from happening. And this was total fucking news to me. I had no idea. No parent had prepared me for hell. They had not told me it was around, that it was like an option, that there were ways to get there. I just, I was utterly ignorant. And so she sounded so convincing, so convincing. And so I was like, yes. Oh, so wait, all I have to do is like accept Jesus into my heart as my Lord and personal savior. And then like, I won't go to hell, right? And yes, yes, that's the deal. And so like I did that and then I was supposed to tell people the next day. So I did that. And then I started going to church with her. And that is how I became a crazy Pentecostal young person <laughs> with like no background information whatsoever. Um, I believe... Uh, that hell was like, 
it was the fear thing, but it really worked. Um, I was, I bought it hook, line, and sinker, and I was absolutely grieved by it, like, because suddenly it meant that, like, basically everybody that I loved um, didn't have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they were all going to hell, and that was my mom, and my brother, and my dad, and all my friends, um, and I would, like, weep at night, sobbing, crying myself to sleep, because all of these people I loved were going to go to hell. Um, it was horrible. Like, I was a really grievous time. I would pray a lot for them, but, like, I never had such concern for them before, and now, like, I was burdened with this, like, eternal concern. <laughs> Um, which led to, like, crappy things from a 12-year-old. I, you know, I told my Jewish dad he was going to hell. Like, that did not super fly with him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and my brother told him that, too. Yeah, the Jews going to hell. And they were like, what the fuck? Um, come to Passover. It's fine. Just eat the gefilte fish. Like, stop with the hell. But I was in it, and so I... Like, I thought also that I was this sinful person. I was 13, and at some point I decided to get baptized to wash away all my sins. All the, I, I'm, <laughs> I've lived a life since 13, and I can tell you I had not yet had any sins. But I was very vexed about them and, like, wanted the clean slate. Um, so I did the full dunk. Uh, but I was still really worried about hell. And uh, my family was very concerned about me because they were not this type of very right Pentecostal at all. And so they weren't quite sure like what was happening to their family member as they like went off the deep end. So um, I don't know what private conversations they had amongst themselves. Like I do know that they were concerned. But um, my cousin did a really fantastic thing because I was a reader. I was always a hell of a reader. And... Um, he bought me for one of my birthdays a book about infernology, which is such a great word. It was a history of hell. It's the study of hell. And it, um, it tracks like, the differences in the human conception of hell from Egyptian periods to like, just through history, like through modern history. And I had been reading at the time, like Dante, he was in there. They went through that period. Like, and it just... It was the first time in my life that, I mean, because you're in school and you learn history, but it's like, I don't know, it felt more like facts and figures and like remember the date, you know, Eli Whitney, Cotton Gin, like just stuff you had to like remember for tests. But this was the first book that really like placed into my head this progression of an idea over time and how it changed. And I hadn't even considered that the idea that they gave me was our current one, but that it perhaps was not always thus. Um, and this book showed me it was not always thus and showed how it changed. And it was the first time I was able to like take a step back and look at that idea and recognize that the one given to me maybe wasn't the eternal one or the correct one. Um, and they stopped believing in hell. It took years for me to like move past there and lose my faith and ask like what there was to be saved from um but at 14 like after some time with this book i was able to let go of this fear that haunted me um and and grieved me about everyone that i loved um 
And it's one of, like, I was so, I was so into it, and I was so moved by it. Um, but it was also one of the, like, lightest feelings to let go of that. Like, sometimes when I'm wrong about things, I feel this grief about it. You know, like, you owe someone an apology. Like, I've, you know, I've been wrong to you, and so you make restitution. Um, and this was one of, like, my first experiences of being wrong, where it was, like, freedom afterwards. So. <laughs>